in a world crying out for a top 10 show. John Roca and Matt Nost are here to bring you the top 10. Take it away, boys. everybody and welcome to a brand new episode of full metal yeah here we are from the top 10 i am john roca and i am matt nost and uh this is a show that we do for our patrons um today obviously it's a full metal bracket uh you want to explain it yeah full metal bracket this is the way it works uh, people send in their brackets, the thing we kind of came up with uh, accidentally a few weeks ago or a few months ago, it seems like now, uh, through um, one of our patrons who sent in a bracket. Then we liked it so much that other people were inspired to send in the bracket. So basically, it's one through 32, usually ranked uh, things with a certain topic. And today's topic, uh, Matt, I think you've got it there from Charles Clark. What is it? Uh, we have... 80s Throwdown Part 3, Box Office, NIT. Yeah. And Charles says, hello, Matt and John. I was originally going to only do two 80s brackets, but you guys had so much fun with Part 1, I thought I'd do one more. Hell yeah. Uh, This is once again, pardon me, from the box office list, but this is the next 32 ranked by the MIR ratings. This is sort of NIT to be the first brackets NCAA tournament. I was only going to do the next 16 to make it similar, but there was enough good films to justify doing 32. I've once again attached the brackets and the list with all the rankings, including the rankings from the first list. Ooh. Uh, I think there's going to prove an interesting bracket. There are yeah. a lot of good matchups with yeah. a lot of opportunity for personal taste to make wildly different semifinal and finals matchups. Um, wow. Some interesting notes about both brackets. 1986, and then he accidentally writes 1897, were the only years where the number one movie at the box office was not in either bracket. Wow. Those movies are Top Gun and Three Men and a Baby, respectively. Wow. And Star Wars and Indiana Jones are the only two franchises where every movie released in the 80s made both brackets. Um, Fascinating. So here we have it. Okay. Um, yeah. Charles, I'll I do can't the... encourage you enough to um, use a bracket, you know, with uh, darker writing so we can read it a little bit better. It's a little bright, but I think we'll do our best. Uh, we will. I have to print it out. Download. I printed. I had to download a copy in the hopes that I can magnify it because the yeah. printing on some of these is so tiny. I don't know what it says. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, all right, so I will stop at 29 versus 4. That's the top half of the bracket. Yep, sounds good. Sounds good. Um, all right, so in our first matchup, number one versus yeah. number 32 in this Ooh. box office, NIT from the 80s, it's Chariots of Fire versus Back to the Future Part Deuce. Wow. Wow. Not a tough choice for me. But an interesting mashup for sure. Did we explain what the MIR ratings are? 
Did he explain those on the last bracket? I am sure he did. Yeah. Um, let me see if I can go back and find that. Go ahead and I guess work through your process on this. <laughs> okay. Well, here's the deal. I know a lot of people love that Back to the Future franchise, and I absolutely respect that. I certainly like the first movie. And look, you would think I'm the outlaw. I love westerns. That Back to the Future Part Three would just be in the bag for me. But I'm actually not the biggest fan of the movie. Although I enjoy the stuff with him and Biff and him being Clint Eastwood and all of that. It's very funny. But I think the Mary Steenburgen storyline to me gets a little so soggy, soggy and uh, soaking wet. And it isn't my cup of tea. And look, I love that Doc has a love interest and ends up with her. And it's, it's very sweet. And Doc deserves that at the very least for having gone through this three movie journey. But it just doesn't 100% work for me in the end. Well, this. Oh, so go ahead. Yeah. I apologize for cutting you off. This is part two, though. With the casino oh, and all that jazz. Three. See, this is what this is what hurts yeah. when you can't read this shit. I have but. blown it up to geriatric <laughs> font size. Okay, here we go. Sorry about that. Well, my my point stands even more firmly because I used to defend Back to the Future Part Two when I first saw it back in the 1980s, I think, and just to be a contrarian, I used to defend it. But yeah, it really doesn't hold up when you watch it now. It's a tough watch too when you watch it now. You see all the cracks and what people were talking about. Whereas Chariots of Fire is like one of my favorite films ever made, period. It just caught me at the right time at a young age. The story of, you know, having to prove yourself, fighting over the things that uh, fighting for the things that you want and people doubting you because of your you know heritage or your religion or whatever. Uh, that just really spoke to me with the Abrams story. Um, so for me, Chariots of Fire is absolutely the choice. here. I don't mean to belabor for everyone. I'm, I'm going to be much quicker in the other choices, but this one definitely. Um. Yeah, Back to the Future Two is just not good. So Chariots of the Fire, Chariots of Fire, right? Rather, uh, makes it on. Uh, now we have seventeen versus sixteen, which is Back to School versus Ferris Bueller's Day Off. This is unfair yeah. already, right off the bat. This is this is tough. Damn, I love Back to School. Yep. And we just did Ferris Bueller's Day Off on the Cinephile, so that made me reappreciate that movie even more oh, i guess oh, fuck do you have an answer here i am going solely with i have watched and actively watched ferris more times yeah and i feel bad for back to school because i who doesn't love roddy dangerfield growing up in the 80s i know this is his movie too yeah full on this is yeah. everything because he had smaller parts and other stuff, but I, I will take Ferris because I know I'm going to see it again before I see Back to Back to School. Yeah, I, I guess I have to. It's a it's a technically better film, and there are you know there's a little a bit of the misogyny running through Back to School with some of Rodney's antics, even though they're funny. Don't get me wrong, they're funny, but so yeah, I'll take Ferris is just a, a more complete film. You know, I was recently watching John Hughes in an interview with Steve Martin way back when they were promoting uh, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. I can't remember. He's on some talk show. Mm -hmm. And some kid, some guy asked him about the legend of how quickly he writes his scripts. Because apparently he wrote Planes, Trains, and Automobiles or Ferris Bueller's Day Off in like two weeks, three weeks. And he says, that's what I do. I just kind of go up into my room or in my hotel room or I go to my cabin and I write it. Now, I do write the script. So it is done. But I do 25 to 30 rewrites all the way up until we lock the picture. Sure. And he said, because for me, a script is a blueprint. It's not 
the actual it's not the full thing once you're done writing it there's yeah. more to do and i was just fascinated by that so yeah ferris is one of those ones that he wrote really quickly based on his own experience in high school so that's impressive two to three yeah. weeks dude i know a full-on fucking movie most writers yeah. are probably killing themselves when they hear that um all right what's your you so yeah we, we agree all right we're both that? taking ferris yeah yeah uh, nine versus 24 return of the Jedi versus fatal attraction. Ooh. I hate them fucking Ewoks, but I, I got to go with return of the Jedi as much as I enjoy fatal attraction too. Yeah. Like, like, well, like I think you're making turn by Glenn close. Yeah. But you see it once or you can yeah. see it again. I've you're seen like, it once. I remember it. I don't, yeah. I don't think I'll ever see it again. Return. Uh, it beats it easily for me. All right, 25 versus 8. This is a good one. 9 to 5 versus Stakeout. <laughs> oh, this is tough. As I, you know, you, I've said this on the show before. I have a terrible crush on, um, um, oh, my God. Why is her name? What's her name? The girl in Stakeout? Uh, oh, Madeline uh... Stowe. Madeline Stowe. Um, but nine to five is just such a funny movie and groundbreaking for what it was tackling in the early eighties. So I'm going to go nine plus that soundtrack. So I'm going to go nine to five. That's yeah, I, I agree. Nine yeah. to five plus nine to five has Dabney Coleman. So exactly. Playing a great, great uh, massage. Yeah, you're, it's the best <laughs> five versus 28 is good morning. Vietnam versus private Benjamin. I mean, it's good morning. Vietnam. Yeah. Not even crushes. Close, right. Yeah. I mean, Private Benjamin is fun and all, but yeah, Good Morning Vietnam is just a classic. Agreed. Oh, this one sucks. <laughs> Twenty-one versus twelve, The Goonies versus Lethal Weapon Two. Lethal Weapon Two in a landslide, son, in a landslide. <laughs> all right, I think I'm going Goonies. Wow, God, that's a tough one. If it was the first Lethal Weapon, I think first yeah. Lethal Weapon takes it. Come on, what line in the Goonies matches diplomatic immunity? It's Look, just been revoked. Come on. Did I watch Lethal Weapon 2 like a month and a half, two months ago? Yes, I did. Yes. Uh, I I tell you, it's a tough one, but, you know, Goonies stands alone. There aren't other Goonies for me to compare against. That's true. Uh, all right. 13 versus 20, an officer and a gentleman versus Crocodile Dundee. I like Officer and a Gentleman. It is a criminally underappreciated 80s film. There's a lot going on in that movie that people don't talk enough about when they analyze it. But... I mean, Crocodile Dundee is just one of those magical films that makes no sense. Shouldn't have shouldn't have worked in any way, shape, or form. Nope. But there's there's not a time when I don't stumble upon that film that I don't just have a stupid smile on my face when I'm watching it. So, um, I give it to Crocodile Dundee over Officer and Gentleman, even though I think Officer and Gentleman is a damn good movie. Um, yeah, Crocodile D Dundee rather crushes it, in my yeah. opinion. Uh, and by the way, the MIR is Metacritic, IMDb, and Rotten Tomatoes. Ah. There we go. And he averaged between the three. Gotcha. That's okay. how we get our rankings. Uh, tw- the final one of the top bracket, 29 versus four, out of Africa versus Gremlins. <sighs> well, I've never seen out of Africa still out of protest. So, because it like smashed Color Purple, which I thought was the better film. So I will take Gremlins. But I like Gremlins. Yeah, it's not even close to me. Gremlins crushes. <laughs> I don't care if I ever see out of Africa again. Um, All right. So we have a lot of commonality. Moving back to the top of the bracket, we now have Chariots of Fire versus Ferris Bueller's Day Off. I can't. I'm sorry, guys. I got to go Chariots. That just has a special place in my heart, man. 
All right. We are differing on that one. I am yeah. taking uh, Ferris on that. All right. Return of the Jedi versus nine to five. Uh, I got to go Return of the Jedi. I got to go Jedi on that one. Yeah, I agree. Nine to five is fun. Return of the Jedi is iconic. Now, yeah. good morning, Vietnam versus Lethal Weapon 2 for you and versus Goonies <sighs> for me. This is tough. Oh, man. I love Lethal Weapon 2 so much. I mean, when he drives up, drives up after they've killed Patsy Kinsett, and he is like, you know, he's on red. He's in the red zone, man. There's no getting him out of it. And he yanks the fucking house down with his pickup truck. Mm-hmm. I mean, come on. Uh, yeah, I got to go Lethal Weapon, too. I got to do it over Vietnam. Good morning, Vietnam. Which is a good movie, but I also think there's some issues with that movie. Um, okay, I'm taking Goonies over Good Morning Vietnam. Okay. And finally, it's Crocodile Dundee versus Gremlins. I got to go Crocodile Dundee. I just enjoy it more. All right, I think I'm going to go Gremlins. Okay. Oof, it's a tough bracket, man. Yeah, this is this is a good one. We've got good solid matchups abound. All right, finally we have Chariots of Fire versus Return of the Jedi for you and Ferris Bueller versus Return of the Jedi for me. This is tough because it might mean I lose people listening to the Jedi way because I just don't like the Ewoks and there's nothing in Chariots of Fire that I don't like. So I have to go Chariots of Fire just for the fact that I just don't like those Ewoks, man, when they should have been Wookiees. So I got to ding it. All right. And in mine, Ferris versus Jedi, I I think I'm going to go Jedi. Really? Okay. So Jedi moves on. Jedi. All right. Now we have Lethal Weapon 2 versus Crocodile Dundee for you and Goonies versus Gremlins for me. Lethal Weapon 2. Absolutely. Yeah. I didn't think that was going to be a tough one for you. Yeah. And I'm taking Goonies. Okay. All right. So it's Chariots of Fire versus Lethal Weapon 2 for you and Return of the Jedi versus Goonies for me. I mean, I got to go Chariots of Fire. I'm sorry. I got to go. I love that movie so much. There's nothing I can do about it. I love that movie. I got to be honest who I am. Uh, I am taking Goonies over Return of the Jedi. Wow. Wow. Well, you know, it's it's a more fun film for me. Yeah, I respect so it. That's what, uh, that's what I'm taking. Um, so that ends the top half of the bracket. And uh, why don't we take a quick break and hear yeah. this word from our sponsors. We'll be right back after this. There we are. Uh, your turn, sir. All right, let's start off. An interesting matchup here in the world of Star Trek. And number three, Star Trek II, The Wrath of Khan, versus number 30, Star Trek Three, The Search for Spot. It's not even a question for me, Matt, but what's your choice? Um, I loathe Star Trek Three with the intensity of a thousand suns. So this is like the easiest matchup so far of this entire game. Uh, <laughs> Wrath of Khan makes it. Absolutely, and- Wrath of Khan. Oh, man, Matt. Number 19, Batman. That's 1989's Batman versus number 14, Beverly Hills Cop. Oof. Oof. That's fucking brutal. Oh, my. These second matchups in both these brackets have just been insane. This one's even tougher. Oh, yeah. This one's much tougher. Because you got two all-time classics for me. 
squaring off in the first round. Um, God, much as Batman 89 cemented my love of the character really was born. That was the genesis of it. I think Beverly Hills Cop is just a better movie. So I'm going to take Beverly Hills Cop just because I can find fault in Batman 89 with the Vicky Vale bringing her into the Batcave and stuff like that. Yes. Uh, whereas Beverly Hills Cop, I don't really have those problems with. So I'm going to go Beverly Hills Cop. I think I'm going to have to go with you, man, because I, I Be- Batman Returns is the better of the two overall as a film. The Jack Nicholson Keaton stuff is fantastic. Just great. It's the Robert Wool Kim Basinger stuff. Even the Pat Hingle stuff, that's the worst James Gordon, James Gordon ever, um, kills the film for me. It's its not a film I go back to and watch any of the scenes from that are not Joker and Batman. Um, True. So with Beverly Hills Cop, though, that's a fucking 80s, brilliant 80s action movie classic, a comedy classic that also has some like legitimate stakes and legitimate deaths. So um, Sure. It deserves a lot of credit for what it is. So, yeah, Beverly Hills Cop. Uh, all right. All right. So uh, next matchup is number 11, Stripes versus the Matt Nost-inspired number 22, Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Matt, where are you with uh, this one? <laughs> this one is pretty easy for me. I'm taking Temple of Doom. It's not you even love, close. You love that shit. <laughs> I, don't like, I don't like Stripes. Oh, Really? It's oh. two movies that are just sandwiched together for no fucking reason. I like the first half, and the second half was like, I don't understand what this is. Okay. I got to go with Stripes just because I remember laughing about it so much, and especially watching it over and over again when, when I was in the military with, other, with the other guys there. So it just has a, a nostalgic place, so I take it. Plus, I don't like a lot of Temple of Doom. And no offense to Kiki yeah. Kwan, who is now back in our pop culture zeitgeist, but I just do not like that movie. Um, all right. Our next matchup is at number 27, the Rick Moranis classic, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids versus Dudley Moore's arguably only real star turn, Arthur. Uh, you wouldn't say 10? No, man. Bo Derek is that movie, not yeah. Dudley Moore. True. This is very much him, all him, you know. Even Liza's a little bit a backseat to him. In this yeah, movie. no, this is Dudley's movie. Mm-hmm. Um, which I saw it as a kid and I didn't like Arthur just because it's not made for kids. Right. It's got some humor in there, but most of the humor is lost on a little kid. Whereas sure. honey, I shrunk the kids. My mind was blown as a child watching this when it first came out. So I still have an affinity for honey. I shrunk the kids, even though if you watch it now, yeah, the effects are pretty dated. Oh yeah. But, uh, I, I'm going to take honey. I shrunk the kids. Well, they weren't breaking the bank on those effects for a family movie like that. So it makes sense. It doesn't hold up as much. Um, I'm going to take Arthur. I love Arthur. I I literally rewatched it maybe two or three weeks ago on Tubi or whatever it is. And Mm -hmm. I just just randomly stumbled on it. I was like, I haven't seen this in forever. And it is funny. So funny. Maybe I need to watch it again. I just, even the the Chris Cross song is depressing to me. (laughs) Well, he's an alcoholic. He is an alcoholic. Uh, He's a depressed alcoholic, man. <laughs> uh, but Gilgood is great uh, in that movie. Um, all right. So our next matchup, number seven, another Star Trek installment here, Matt. Star Trek Four: The Voyage Home versus number 26, a criminally underappreciated sci-fi film, Cocoon. 
um, you know, Cocoon is fine, but Star Trek Voyage Home is one of the best Star Treks, if not the best Star Trek, in my opinion. So I'm taking Star Trek, the Voyage Home. Yeah. I'll have to take the Voyage Home as well. I love Star Trek. And as much as I think the Voyage Home doesn't always hold up for me now when I watch it, I still enjoy the experience of them going, you know, to modern, what was modern day 1980s at the time. And Cocoon's a beautiful movie. It's a beautiful movie. It's just, you know, it's Gutenberg, for God's sakes. I'm not going to take Gutenberg over the cast of Star Trek, so. All right, our next uh, matchup here. Ooh. This may not be a tough one for Matt, but it's kind of a tough one no, for me. This is an easy one. I'm already writing my answer down. <laughs> number 23, the Blues Brothers versus number 10, Lethal Weapon. Uh, Lethal Weapon just destroys the Blues Brothers. Yeah. It's not even close. I mean, this is, I can't believe you're ranked at 23, to be perfectly honest, Bruce, Blues Brothers. Yeah, I, I I would add ten more to that total and just knock you off this list. <laughs> Counterpoint: I love the Blues Brothers. Absolutely love the Blues Brothers. Great soundtrack, great scenes. I even watched "Shake Your Tail Feather" on YouTube the other day. Still makes me smile. But "Lethal well, Weapon" is a fucking awesome movie, man. I mean, if it wasn't for "Die Hard," I think people would talk about "Lethal Weapon" like they talk about "Die Hard," in my opinion. So I will take "Lethal Weapon" over Blues Brothers. All right, so number 15, oh, the Karate Kid. Who knew all these years later? Still relevant versus number 18, the romantic action comedy Romancing the Stone. Um, I'm taking uh, Karate Kid. I think Romancing the Stone is a lot of fun, but I think Karate Kid is just a better movie. It looms yeah. larger in my imagination, so Karate Kid makes it. I mean, they're not doing Netflix series off Romancing the Stone. So, no. yeah, you're right. The Karate Kid, absolutely. Great film. And the guy who did Rocky. So, come on. All right. Our last matchup in the first round. Number 31, the James Bond, not James Bond classic, Never Say Never Again, that sees the return of Sean Connery. And versus, uh, this is at number 31, versus number two, The Color Purple. Interesting matchup. Mm, mm. Between the two of them, um, I think I'm going to go. Uh, I think we're going to depart on this one. Yeah, probably. And I'm going to take uh, Never Say Never Again. Yeah, I'm going to take Color Purple. I love Color Purple. All That's right. Another one that I need to see again. Oh, yeah. Right on. All right. Let's move on here to the next round. Both of us, Wrath of Khan versus Beverly Hills Cop for both of us. I know my answer. I believe we're going to be departing on this yeah. because I'm taking Beverly Hills Cop mm-hmm. and I'm guessing you're going Wrath of Khan. I'm absolutely going Wrath of Khan, please. I almost put it on last night, 11 o'clock on HBO Max. Um, all right, so then our next one is Matt has Temple of Doom versus Honey, I Shrunk the Kids and I have Stripes versus Arthur. So Matt, what's your choice? Um, I am going to go Temple of Doom. Pretty handily. <laughs> I'm going to take Arthur over Stripes. I just think Arthur's, as you said, it, Stripes suffers from being two different movies. Whereas it is. Arthur, I, just, is I don't understand the choice. What do you mean? It's like I, I love that the first half oh, they've oh. been training and all that. If that was the whole movie, if like they just extended it, made it 90 minutes. Yeah, I think Stripes, you know, may be Temple of Doom for me, but 
Um, okay, so I got Temple of Doom and you have Arthur. I do, yes. Um, all right, so then the next one is Star Trek for the Voyage Home versus Lethal Weapon for both of us. Matt? Uh, lethal Weapon. Yeah. It's, they ran away with this. I love you, Star Trek Voyage from Home, but uh, it's Lethal Weapon for Christ's sakes. That's so good. Um, all right, and then our last matchup here in the second round, Karate Kid, the Karate Kid. Versus Never Say Never Again for Matt and The Color Purple for me. Uh, the Karate Kid makes it on for me. Yep, 100%. Karate Kid moves on. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's expecting Color Purple there. No, I love Color Purple. Don't get me wrong. And it's a beautiful film and it's an emotional film. But, I mean, The Karate Kid, man. That's like Rocky for the next generation that grew up after Rocky. Do you know what I'm saying? Sure. Um, all right. So then it will go into the quarterfinals here, I think. And I have Wrath of Khan versus Arthur, and you have Beverly Hills Cop versus Temple of Doom. Temple of Doom. Uh, Beverly Hills Cop. Yeah. Whoops up on Temple of Doom for me. I'm going to take Wrath of Khan. Absolutely just destroys Arthur. Um, And then in the next, in the final semifinal matchup, uh, Matt Nose has Lethal Weapon, and I have Lethal Weapon. Versus the Karate Kid for both of us. Oof. Uh, lethal Weapon. It's not even a question. I mean, yeah. Karate Kid's a lot of fun, but we're talking about Lethal Weapon here. For I love me. how we uplift these movies round to round, and then we just shatter the fuck out of them. Well, you know, we it happens. You love a movie, and then you pair it up with another movie that you're like, yeah, but this one's much better. Yeah. <laughs> I think this is how Bumble started. <laughs> or Tinder. All that shit. All right. So uh, have you ever used? I've never used. Oh, yeah, of course. That's how I met Lindley. Was on wow. Bumble. That's how we met. Yeah. I did not know that. Yeah, yeah. Tinder was for sex. Bumble was for actual relationship. Um, Wrath, <laughs> no, you know. Wrath of Khan on my end versus um the road no versus Lethal Weapon. And you have Beverly Hills Cop versus Lethal Weapon. Wow, Matt. That is that is Kentucky um Duke, that is rough. Yeah, we both have seminal movies. Yeah. I, I'm gonna go Lethal Weapon. Wow. Well, just because two is good, three is trash, and they're still like, hey, we might make a fourth. It's in production. It's like, yeah, I don't know. Whereas Lethal Weapon, like, I like one, I like two, I like three, four, kind of is fine. But I just think it reflects best on the original that they managed to squeeze that much uh, blood from that stone. I don't know what to do here, man. I really don't know what to do here. Oh, come on. You're going Wrath of Khan. You know you are. I mean, I'm trying to find something negative about Wrath of Khan. But there isn't anything negative about Wrath of Khan. Whereas Mel Gibson on those voicemails is pretty negative. So Yes. Yes, he is. I kind of have to. Go with Wrath of Khan because literally it's it's equal to me. Both of those films connect to two different parts of who I am as a person. Equally. I could I, I probably wouldn't have I wouldn't be able to choose. But because of the Gibson stuff, I have to go Wrath of Khan. Well, plus I don't know that most people know this. When you were starting the Schmodown, you thought about doing the the Montavon deep cut. You had you bought this deep V t-shirt and you were gonna do a button up over it, but just do the t- the very bottom button. That's right. So just Thankfully, chest. Matt talked me out of that. 
podcast out of, I think Christian started it and was like, I don't know about this. And he kept nudging me with his elbow. And that's when I helped out. And I was like, yeah, you know, maybe not the best look. These lights aren't flattering. We were trying to sell it. Will you talk to him? He looked like he hasn't lifted weight in 10 years. Please don't let him show his chest. I think that I think uh, that sounds like everybody in the Schmodown. That's a fair point. Except for yeah, except Jerry. for like uh Tom and maybe Makuga. I think yeah. all the rest of us would look uh, kind of pathetic. Oh, and Jared too, Mr. Bachelor. Uh, anyway. All right, so the finals. Interesting finals. Matt, what do you have in the finals? What even your finals? Uh, I've got Goonies versus Lethal Weapon, oh. and you have Chariots of Fire versus Star Trek oh. The Wrath of Khan. Man! Oh, yours is so easy in my Well, for you, it's yeah, easy because you hate outside. one of the two movies. I think yours is easy, too. Oh, man. Um, I gotta go Wrath of Khan. Like I love, 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 love Chariots of Fire, but I mean Wrath of Khan. Yeah, just... I think I think we're both doing that because I absolutely adore both these movies, Goonies yeah. and for me. Yeah. But if you were to ask me, okay, well, you got to put one of them on right now. Yeah. I'm choosing Lethal Weapon. It's a great point. I would absolutely choose Khan, like right now. Which... Yeah, just. So, yeah, okay, you got to put one on. Okay, I, I'm going Lethal Weapon because I'd rather watch that. It's not by much. I still love Goonies. I mean, if the mood was right, I would choose Goonies, but I think more often than not that I, I would default to Lethal Weapon. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right, so there it is. Of the NIT bracket, John has Star Trek, The Wrath of Khan, making it all the way to the final, defeating in a tight victory over chariots of fire and i have very uh, similar outcome lethal weapon barely getting past goonies montalban sticking that chest out at the tape Jeez. right past chariots of fire right past there Oof. do you want right. to go you want to go shirts off in in <laughs> honor of montalban no i'm not going shirts off. come on dude we don't have many of these shows left. I think we should do a shirts off show for Montana. I am not doing that. No fucking way, dude. I, I think it's a beautiful homage to an amazing actor who is a part of our lives for decades. I'll go shirts off on our final live show for about 10 minutes. I'll do that. But give me a, give me a month to get back in shape. I'll start and finish shirt off, baby. I don't give a shit. Will I have pants on? I, I guess we'll find out during the show. It's a great question. A great question. <laughs> um, all right. Well, thanks. Big thanks to Charles Clark for sending along uh, that brackets. Um, those eighties throwdowns have been fun, Matt. Those have been yeah. a lot of fun. So yeah, there's some, you. some gut wrenching choices to make. Yeah. Those are great. Uh, yeah. It's, it, every time we do one of these, yeah. I'm looking, I'm looking at certain ways it shakes out and be like, man, you're lucky you're right here. Oh yeah. Because if you were bumped up one or two spots here, yeah, you'd be getting crushed. I don't know how you're making it this far. Like Temple of Doom, for me. Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a good movie, but you made it to round three. That that seems crazy. I, I might have chosen Lethal Weapon over Chariots of Fire if it had been in the top bracket. I might have done that, you mm. know, but because it wasn't, I didn't have to. It was very real possibility it would have been the way it goes down. Yeah, I think the bottom bracket for both of us was yeah had more Sophie's choices. Yeah, 
ironically, not on any of these brackets. So no, well, it comes down to box office and then ratings after the box office. Sophie's Choice probably didn't do that well. No. <laughs> yeah, I mean, can you imagine like the 2010s? It's going to be all superhero films. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's true. It's going to be a lot of superheroes. Yeah, there's no variation. You're not going to get the adult drama mixed in with the action film and the family comedy and all that stuff. It's just going to be this superhero film and then something James Cameron directed and yeah, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. It's just like, oh, those are the biggest and Transformers and there's just no variation. Scorsese is right is what I'm saying. Yeah, <laughs> clearly. So Seth Rogen, if you've seen the most recent comments, Seth Rogen. Uh, oh, Seth. Please. Don't uh, talk look, about I, I understand what they're saying and I agree with them, but the, mm-hmm. you know, it's a capitalist endeavor. And people are spending their hard-earned dollars to go see these movies and generating billions of dollars. So it just incentivizes the studios to continue doing that. The business. It's yeah. A business. Yeah, exactly. Um, all right. Well, there we go. That's our um um full metal bracket episode for today. We appreciate you all madly listening to it or watching it here on the top 10 YouTube channel or the top 10 uh podcast feed as well. Matt, what else, what do we have to tell them before we wrap up here? Um anything? <laughs> Not really. I mean, we're coming to the end. We're going to be doing a live show at yes. the on the uh, the final one, uh, our very final show. It's going to be the the twenty seventh of this month. It's a Monday. We haven't set a time yet. Um, we haven't. No. But you know, we'll let you know in the next uh, couple of weeks when that is going to be. But the twenty seventh is going to be our final show, and we're going to do that live. So we hopefully uh, we'll see you there. And uh, shirtless. you can yeah shirtless. Yeah, absolutely. Look, man, I'll hold you to that shit. <laughs> I know you will. That's why I'm going to be working out even harder than I have been already. Because I know get you. that pump on, baby. I have to buy a shirt. I should buy a shirt with the muscles on it already. Well, no, so. I would just ask Lindley to put like a, you know, toner, not toner, but the shading stuff <laughs> to make it look like there's. I'll, I'll have Catherine do the same, and just exactly stand around. Oh, you're doing the old strongman poses with the thumbs in. Nice. I haven't seen that since watching like Pumping Iron. Yeah, Pumping Iron. Pretty sure they discontinued uh, that. Nobody. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> Stop doing that. What are you doing? Stop it. How is this good? I don't know. It pushes out the pecs, I guess. I don't fucking know. I don't get involved. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah. So um, follow Matt at Matt Nost. Follow me at the Roka says, and we'll talk to you next time with another brand new episode of Fool. Metal!